Chapter 5. The Moon Pie. For the reader to properly understand the context of my growing up years, it's important that I share some stories that demonstrate the unusual and extraordinary passion that Alabamians have for college football. Many such stories about certain people come to mind. My Uncle Joe is a case in point. Uncle Joe's given name was Robert Joseph Thompson, and he was affectionately known as Moon Pie Thompson. He was a large man, blessed with an enormous intimidation factor. He'd gotten the name Moon Pie from his prowess at ingesting the notable Southern sweet treat. As his neighbor said in typical Southern syntax, Joe loves him some moon pies. I have no idea how he did it, but legend has it that when he was in high school, he once ate 14 moon pies in two minutes flat at the Dale County Fair. He also washed down those gummy, cardboard-like, chocolate-coated delicacies with a suitable flow of RC Cola, or as some of the locals pronounced it, ROC Cola. I never was sure why. Maybe it was because the R stood for royal, and the next letter in royal was O, while the C was for crown, royal crown cola. I don't know, only guessing. I did know it was the drink of choice with moon pies, however it was pronounced. Word got round about his noteworthy feat, and he got invited by the organizing committee to the Mobile Moon Pie Drop on New Year's Eve. Let the northerners in New York City have their ball drop in Times Square where thousands of pickpockets roam freely. We southerners have something much more fun. The moon pie drop. Southern food, southern charm, southern drama, southern welcoming. New Year, glad to meet you. Let's start it off right with the bread of fellowship. The moon pie. And wait, can anyone think of a better poster boy representative than Uncle Moon Pie himself? Sounds like a public relations job made in heaven. Story goes that Uncle Moon Pie was the hit of the party. Anyone with that kind of size, that kind of reputation, that kind of love for all things Southern, he had to be a good guy. Why not make him the Grand Marshal of the New Year's Eve party? Don't stop the rumor mill. Sure, in his youth, he'd only eaten 14 in two minutes. But what did it hurt when the Mobile Press Register said it was not 14, but 21 moon pies in a minute and a half? I mean, really, did that cause any harm? No one could come close to his record anyway. Why not just put it out of reach through public journalism? The legend lives and grows. Uncle Moon Pie showed that it was great to be a Southerner and an Alabamian on top of that. Uncle Moon Pie was the quintessential Auburn fan. My dad's older brother wasn't just a die-hard Auburn fan, but he was the gold standard, the supreme example. This was demonstrated in various ways, all of which added up to superfan. He had tons of Auburn paraphernalia, Auburn gadgets, the proud display of tickets from about 200 different Auburn games he'd attended. His third wife had tolerated his obsession more than the other two. They had fled when they realized they couldn't keep up with his war eagle pride. No hard feelings, but they both reportedly said the same thing upon exiting. This marriage ain't working. Wife number three did draw the line with orange and blue curtains in their bedroom. 
She said it felt more like a boy's locker room than a place of quiet repose and marital love, and she just wouldn't have it. After losing two wives, he gave in and had the off-white ones restored to the curtain rods. Must have been a weak moment, but she traded the rights to the curtain colors for the naming of their twin sons. He promptly declared they were Bo and Beasley, named after two of his all-time favorite Auburn players, Bo Jackson and Terry Beasley. She tried to protest, but to no avail. What's wrong with John and David? She argued. But in the end, a deal is a deal. Auburn mania prevailed. Besides his obsessive attendance record and his hefty contributions to the Auburn Athletic Department, there was the constant splash he made by alternating orange and blue blazers that he wore to work every day. But to top off his fan status, Uncle Moonpie demonstrated what I came to find out was the personal position that sealed his status as quintessential fan. He loved Auburn, and he hated everything Alabama. He rejoiced when Alabama lost at anything, even women's gymnastics. His two favorite football teams, as the old saying goes, were Auburn and whoever was playing Alabama that Saturday. While he was cheering Auburn on in person from his season ticket seat at Jordan-Hare, his transistor radio with an appropriate earpiece was communicating the outcome of the Tide's tangle with their latest foe. He could be at the Auburn game, and oddly at the same time he was cheering his lungs out for Ole Miss, Miss State, or Southern Miss, any Mississippi school that had the misfortune of playing the mighty Crimson Tide on that Saturday. He cheered for those Mississippi boys like they were long-lost relatives arriving on a transatlantic ship docking at Ellis Island for immigration into the USA. Funny thing, though, it didn't add up. When those same Rebels, Bulldogs, or Golden Eagles played Auburn, he pulled against them like they were the very devil in the flesh. How did that work? And what about the Kentucky Wildcats? They have beaten Alabama exactly once since 1922. Odds are not good that Bama haters will have a pleasant and gloat-filled Saturday anytime soon with the news coming out of Lexington, KY. Didn't stop Uncle Moonpie. He cheered on the old Kentucky blue like this could actually really, no fooling, be the year. Good luck with that. Since every team that played against Alabama usually lost, Uncle Moonpie spent a lot of time in the autumns moping. That was despite the fact that he hollered and screamed and half terrified the neighborhood when Bama's opponents didn't respond too well to his fanatical urgings via his television set. I think he knew the TV was not a two-way communication device, but I was never sure of that. Take, for example, what happened one New Year's Day when Uncle Moonpie was watching the Crimson Tide play Texas A&M in the Cotton Bowl. I'd invited myself over, but was sitting on the other end of the couch. He could get a bit rowdy. Whenever the Aggies scored or got a turnover, he would jump up from the couch, race to the front door, open it, and shout up in the sky as loud as he could, Go, you Aggies! When Bama scored, he sulked and fussed and made excuses or blamed the referees. I noticed the veins on his neck were bright red. Or were they crimson colored? 
If Auburn happened to lose, it was more than just a double mope. It was something akin to morbid depression. It was something like I'd read about in civics class. It was what they called cruel and unusual punishment. I think that's what they called it. Things got out of hand one Saturday so severely that a neighbor called the law on him. She, uh, Miss Bowman, who lived three doors down, had heard Uncle Moonpie hollering the memorable words, Hit him harder! And don't let him up until you kick his behind so hard and never forget it! Within about five minutes of her phone call, a sheriff's deputy showed up in the driveway. Exiting the car, forthwith, he ran to the front door and rapped on it. No answer. He rang the doorbell. No answer. Those actions were accompanied by the usual law enforcement pronouncement. Sheriff, open up! No response. He kept banging away until the door cracked open. There was Uncle Moonpie, one hand on the doorknob, another holding a pan of mac and cheese dripping over the edge, but his back was to the door and his eyes glued to the TV set. He mumbled, can I help you? Oh, come on, you missed that tackle, son. Don't make me come over there. And the deputy announced that he was with the sheriff's department answering a complaint of domestic dispute. At first, Uncle Moonpie didn't seem to hear him. Then the deputy repeated himself. Uncle Moonpie paused in his absorption of the ongoing football views from the loveliest village on the plains and said, what was that? A domestic disturbance complaint? Who's here with you? Who's here? Just me. Are you sure? I got a call. There's a serious altercation taking place. The roar of the crowd temporarily halted Moonpie's engagement with the deputy sheriff. He yelled at the TV. You all look horrible. Good night above. Undeterred, the deputy waded back in. Who is here with you? Are you seriously asking me that? I live alone and none of my friends want to watch the game with me. Say I'm too loud and unruly. I don't even know what you're talking about. Checking his notepad, the deputy continued. Says here you were overheard, and I say overheard shouting, not just talking, to declare you were going to hit someone and that somebody was going to get their rear end kicked. Moonpie was in a state of disbelief. He realized who the busybody was, and starting to boil, he announced, Are you trying to infringe on my rights of free speech? I can say anything in my house that I want to at any time, whether anyone is here or not which they aren't. You try to take away my rights, and I'll be glad to sue you and see you in court. Is that what you want to do? The deputy was not expecting this full frontal assault. He was totally confounded by this point. He asked for a third time. Are you sure there's no one here with you? If you ask me that question one more time, especially since the answer is the same one that I gave you when you first asked, I'm calling a lawyer. You are really starting to irritate me. Trying to do his duty and not appear intimidated or sheepish, the deputy tried to peer and peek around the massive frame of the moon pie and perhaps catch a glimpse of some poor, abused soul who was hiding in the shadows, no doubt with blood oozing out of open wounds. He couldn't believe someone would call in a domestic disturbance complaint over someone shouting at his TV set during an Auburn game. Were they serious? Was this some kind of prank? 
but he had to face the fact that the case against Moonby was unraveling faster than an anchor rope going through his hands to the bottom of Lake Martin. Exasperated, the deputy sheriff didn't know what to say. He simply turned away and went back to his car. He needed to call this into the office and tell them what happened, but he wasn't sure how to say what he needed to. When he opened the car door, he heard shouting coming from Moon Pie's living room. An interception? Really? Just as we were driving? I thought we threw enough interceptions last week to last us a month. Pull him out of there, coach! The bottom line was that the deputy sheriff had been eaten up by an eccentric Auburn fan named Moonpie. That would be tough to document.